This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. Um, Jamie, and Happy New Year. Yeah, by the time you guys, well, you guys on the WMLZ. We'll New Year's hear this Eve. on New Year's Eve. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Eddie thinks we gotta be better. Like, between 2020 and 2021, like, it's gotta only go uphill from here, right? I don't know. Well, so, right now, apparently COVID cases are climbing. Right, but then they're saying, the CDC is saying that you don't have to isolate, you only have to isolate for five days, unless you're a healthcare worker, then you have to isolate for seven days, but now if it's a, a COVID person is coding, you don't have to wear P, P, uh, PPE, like it's a whole shit show. Well, what I saw was they said you only have to isolate for five days if you don't have symptoms. I don't know. The whole thing is just crazy. Like, Well, it is really crazy, but this is the thing. So, apparently, well, you know, my aunt is a um, teacher. Right. And, you know, uh, oh, God, here that comes That would be Lainey. I'll let her Good in. Lord, this dog. Um, my teacher is, or my aunt is a teacher in a school district here in Delaware. Not the one that my kids go to, but she had said before they had left for a break, to make sure that they took all of their supplies home and all that stuff because, you know, with the COVID cases spiking, they may be going back to remote, blah, blah, blah. And apparently, like, Red Clay was talking about it. And I'm like, I didn't hear anything about Christina, which is where I'm at. I'm just thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Like, they they already, like, all these people are, like, what, vaccinated. We have, like, they said 75% of our our, our population is vaccinated right, at this I'm point. I'm triple fucking vaxxed at this point. Yeah, you've and had your booster shots. E- I'm not taking another fucking needle. Well, you got all these people so who are vaccinated. You've got like even the kids are getting vaccinated now. They go to school. They have to wear their masks and everything else. And it's like, and it's still not enough because things are still going. And I don't want to hear that it's the unvaccinated at this point. I really don't because most of the people that are over there, if you talk to anybody from the nurses or whatever, it's the vaccinated people that are getting sick, you know, too. So it's like Jesus Christmas. Like it's just never going to end regardless. Um, I know that there was a few people that did get sick from it and they said that they definitely weren't as sick this time around and they were vaccinated they say that the omicron variant is actually very mild compared to like the original well that's what i kind of thought well that's what they've been saying that eventually the virus is going to have to mutate itself down because it wants to survive right Mm -hmm. so it needs to survive and it doesn't want to kill off its host because it needs the survival so it's going to continue to mutate until it finds that that nice, blessed place where it can kind of live and, you know, fuck with us just enough that it can, right. like, sort of do its thing, you know? Like, you're going to feel like shit for a minute, but you're not going to die. Yeah, you're not going to die. Thanks, and, COVID. I mean, does that mean that I don't want to take any precautions? Absolutely not. So I still think that, you know, when the COVID cases are rising, like, you know, Bruce and I still, we're not we're not vaccinated yet. Um, so we were still kind of waiting for, like, Novavax. So what we have been doing instead is we're really trying to remain at home. We made sure That's that the we... goddamn article that I can't find on my phone, the one that they took down. <coughs> well, I'm like, we're just trying to make sure that we were being at home and then we've got like, um, all of us have like our hand sanitizers and all that kind of stuff. And I'm starting to do the thing again where like we're wiping down everything and just because it's starting to get close to home, we're starting to know people that are very close to us by like one step away that are like either infected or just got over being infected. And usually that's kind of how you can tell, like it's just running its course, like as a, in a wave. 
And I want to try and keep all of us as healthy as we can possibly be. Not that I don't think anybody else is doing. It's just what we're doing here. And I'm like, you know what? what we were kind of doing that last time. And I didn't go anywhere. We were on lockdown. And I just sat next to my boss who had it and didn't know she had it. And I got sick anyway. So it's like, no matter what you do, if it's going to come for you, it's going to come for you, I think. Yo, but I should, still want to try. That should just run ramp out of the DMV. Yeah, I know what you were saying. And yeah. now I'm on roads, and I have an I that N95 mask, mm-hmm. the the good one in my purse right now. Right. That I wear in people's cars because I'm fucking paranoid. I am triple vaxxed and paranoid. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, you haven't but had it yet. You've we, had all these people like directly in your face, like hello, I feel like Jimmy, we be and doing, you haven't got it. We shouldn't be doing roads right now. When the COVID first hit, they had like a. Uh, a whole different way that they did roads. And I feel like they should go back to that right now with the way that cases are climbing. But mm. cases are climbing, but the CDC is, like, contradicting everything. Well, I guess because they're, they're learning. I'm they're so learning more and more. Confused. Well, I mean, I've never been one of those people, like, just because I'm a Republican doesn't make me, like, one of these weirdo Trumpers that doesn't believe in science and all this other kind of crap. That was never sort of the case to begin with. You know, again, like, I had heart surgery. Like, the last thing I want to do is do anything that might have anything happen to my heart. I don't want to do that. Now, my husband, on the other hand, is like, you know, I had COVID and I still have antibodies because he went and had his tested before he went back to work. So, it was like antibodies or your, what's going to call it. So, he still has huge antibodies. So, he's like, I'm not going and doing anything else. But... We're still interested in Novavax, and then, of course, you know, we just got to, like, do our thing. But it's kind of scary. I'm hoping for the new year. I don't know. I don't want the kids to be home because I don't know how I would work. You know what I mean? Because I have a seven-year-old, so I have no idea how I would get my work done because I'd have to be with him throughout the day making sure that he got his work done. You'd have to hire a fucking nanny. I know, but I'm like, I don't even know how I would even do that. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's like with all the COVID cases running wild, it's like then you put them in a program, then you're putting up against a whole bunch of other kids versus. I do have a solution. I have, I have not a solution, but I have a, a recommendation. Mm -hmm. Today, today they had me on roads this week at, uh, the, at work. So Mm -hmm. I'm cold and fucking miserable. Like I can't get my feet warm right now. Yeah. Like I'm fucking cold and miserable. But I had this kid. He's not even 21 years old. And he came to do his road test in a tw- 2020 Mercedes-Benz fucking SUV. Nice. Right. Smell him. Right. So my grandma used to always say, smell you. Like when so, you're doing something highfalutin. <laughs> I'm in this car with this kid. And he's like, he keeps calling me coach. He's, he's a young Asian kid. Oh, how did I know? I was going to ask if he was Asian, but I didn't want to seem like I was so being, I said like, him, racist I was or like, something. I was like, it was nice because we have to bring in an accompanied driver. Like, they have to bring in somebody that's, obviously, they can't drive there themselves, so they have to have an accompanied driver with them, and we have to have that license and everything else. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So mm-hmm. I said to this kid, I was like, it was very nice of this guy to let you use his brand new Mercedes-Benz SUV. I know, right? To take your driver's test. And this kid is like, no, this is mine. When I told my dad I wanted my license, he bought it for me. Whoa. So I said the only thing that came to mind. Is your daddy single? Because mama wants a Tesla. Oh my god. Like, I'm not. I'm not below it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not below it. I'm not below it. And then the, <laughs> the one guy, Kevin, was like, he was like, let me tell you about the one time. And he was like, I had this couple and they just got back from shopping. And you can tell he bought her this brand new car. 
he was like, and it was all blinged out just for her. And in the back, he was like, and I'm about to age myself. He was like, there was Bloomingdale's and shit bags. Like, I don't even think Bloomingdale's exist anymore. Oh, he my was God. like, but you can tell, like, there was a lot of money. And he was like, and she failed because she was all over the road. And he said, did she pass? And he said, no, she failed. And he was like, well, what will it take? Oh. And I was like, Kevin, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm weak as fuck. If they're like, pick a Gucci bag, <laughs> I'm picking a fucking Gucci bag and giving that her license. Oh my god! Then next thing you know, you see something on Delaware Online that says, you know, so and so gets into a wreck, kills an entire family, right? And, then and you're I over like there looking shit. at your Gucci bag. I feel like shit, but I could probably sell the Gucci bag to get bail, so it's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> You need to stop being next to that person because that person is being news for you at work. Oh, no, that's Charlie. Kevin is not bad news. Kevin, oh, Kevin, Kevin, okay. Kevin fails everybody. He fails everybody? Uh-huh. No, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Like, people fear him. The other day, somebody came in. He'd already failed them twice. They came in, saw it was him, extended their learner's permit, and rescheduled Oh my god. How did the, can they find out when he's not working? Do they no. tell him? No? No, we don't know who's on roads until the day it happens. Are you on it like a week at a time? Yeah. Or like every other day? Oh, okay. So if they see he's on roads, they'll be like, I'll come back next week maybe yeah. to see if it's somebody else. And it's hap- it happens all the time. Like he strikes fear. I failed three people today. Three people. And they were like, Kevin, you got a prodigy. Oh he my was god. Like, I'm so proud of you. Oh my god, and those poor people are probably like, well, I want my license for the new year. Mm. You know, I took my son out driving today, took out Jonathan. Uh-huh. So I had to return the little one's books to the library because we had taken out like millions of those. And I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not getting me some like all kinds of book binds. So, and then I had to go to the bank and I was just going to go by myself, right? Because I got the whole agoraphobia thing going, but I was like, I got to be a big girl and try and drive. You were going <clears> to <throat> power through it? I was going to try and power through it. This is fucking Germax. You know what? I need to go to Audi. <laughs> but um, jo- Jonathan needed, um, he hasn't really been driving, and he's supposed to be on his own at the end of February. Oh. So I was like, you know, if you want, you know, you can drive me can to, to the library. Can he drive his car yet? Um, a little bit. Stick shift. He needs more work on it. So we went in my car today, and he took me to the library, and then I drove to the bank because the bank, like, puts in all those little cattle shoots. Yeah. You know, to, to deposit money, and then he drove home from there, and, you know, and I was like, oh, oh, he was like, stop it, stop it, but he, like, I don't know what it is, it's like, Jonathan did the same thing, like, when they start driving, they just, they, they take turns doing, like, 90 miles an hour, and I don't know what it is, like, they don't realize that they have to slow down around turns, they just keep going, like, there's what? no, there's no, like, slowing down, do you go through that, when people do the turns, and they don't slow down, no, they just sort of people, stay the same? Let me tell you how people fear me. Like, they're terrified because I'm the DMV people. Like, so I get in that car with them, and they are nervous as fuck. Mm. And the ones who are cocky usually fail. Well, poor Jonathan was like, Mom, you're not helping with your ooh, 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 and, uh, and all this stuff or whatever. Because I was like, oh, my God. Like, he came off of Library Avenue, made a left onto Capitol Trail, right? So we were at New York High School making a left, like, at, you know, whatever, College Square. And he, like... Puts on, he's like, and he like just keep going, like, and he doesn't slow down around the corner. And I'm like, oh my god, like he was doing like Mario Andretti. And then I'm like, and Kathy thinks I do Mario Andretti, but that was some Mario Andretti shit. So I don't know, I can't even imagine 
Like, he needs more practice. Not that he's a bad, bad driver. He just needs more confidence. He needs, like, oh, shoot. Katie he needs got to her license when she was 16. I wouldn't let her drive my car. Paco took her out a couple times. You know when Katie started driving? Hmm. When her little ass got married and her husband was like, let's teach you how to drive. And then he went out and bought her a 2020 car. And now she drives like it's nobody's business. Really? Wow. But I didn't know she had her. I didn't know she had like a brand new car. I, but I still won't get in the car with her. She gets so mad. Really? Why? Because I'm terrified. Oh. So you make her get in your like old ass car uh-huh. and she's got the whole nice car? Yep. I'm like, get in the Honda. <laughs> get well, in the Honda. That sounds like Chewbacca. Get in there. Well, speaking of Katie. Mm. So before, you know, Janie was kind of saying like there's an announcement, announcement. And now right. I give you the announcement. Go ahead, Jimmy. So, um, Katie's being a real bitch and told me I couldn't announce that she was pregnant and that I was going to be a grandmom until the first of the year. But technically, y'all won't hear this until New Year's Eve. So, it's really, everybody that we know listens to it on the platform. So, yeah. it'll be after New Year's by then. It will be. So, so Jamie's going to be a grandmother. Yay! It's all very exciting. It is so exciting. Oh my god, she got to see the little ultrasound. I did. And let me tell you that she, I didn't feel like my family was as excited for Katie as they were for Tyler and Brittany. And it pissed me off. Oh, okay. Kira was more pissed off because it's another August birthday because she's doing August. Kira. Kira. Kira was like, oh my god, another August baby, blah, blah, blah. My dad, my dad was super excited, mm-hmm. which I liked. Right. Brittany was super hyped because she's getting ready to drop any day now. Right. And Kylie was super hyped because they realized that the kids are going to be, so CJ, and, CJ, who is Brittany's baby, who's about to come, uh-huh. is going to be six months apart from Layla. Oh, okay. And then Katie's baby is going to be about seven months apart from CJ. Right. So they're all going to be within a year and a half of each other. I know. That's so So nice. they are super excited for little cousin outings and things like mm-hmm. that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the little, like, cousin pictures? Like, if they did, like, a little baby shoot with all three oh my of God. them. That would be the most amazing thing. you got to make that happen. I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to make that happen. I'm just, it's so exciting that you're going to be a mumum. A Mimi. A Mimi. I know. I just, I can never get it right with you. I don't know why. Why well, I have so many was problems originally going to be a Mimi, but she just started going with my mom. Like, it just seemed right with her. It was my mm-hmm. mom. The way I see it is the kids already call me Mimi. They already, like, Brittany and Tyler and all them, they've always called me Mimi. Mm-hmm. Tyler still does it to this day if he wants something. Yeah, mm. Mimi, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> so... The baby, when Tyler hands it to me, says, you want to go see Aunt Mamie? Aww. So when Layla comes to me, she knows me as Aunt Mamie. Right. When CJ comes, he'll also know me as Aunt Mamie. When my grandbaby comes, she'll know me as Mimi. But if Mamie catches on, I'll either be a Mimi or a Mamie. I think that's so cute, though. Yeah. So it works out. I'm super excited. It's extremely exciting. August 13th. It's the baby's due date. Oh, wow. It feels like it's so far from now, though. But it, does. it goes, ends up going by so fast. It does. It seems like just, you know, I'm so proud of her. I'm so fucking proud of her. Mm-hmm. Like, for all that she's done, and she's going to be such a great mother. And she just, she just fucking rocks at life. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, like, I pat myself on the back every day for raising a productive <laughs> member of society. Now, so it's either because of you or in spite of you, we don't know, but either way, it's you. It's me. <laughs> One it, or the it, other, it's world, you. World, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, it's just, just think about it. It's like you announced on here that she was a runaway Duggar bride. Right. That's in what, season one or two? That's Runaway Duggar two. Bride. And you announced that. And then, so you found out she was married the way she pulled all that off. And she was so young to get married. And it was kind of like, well, then they had their own house. And you talked about that. Right. And you brought her stuff. And it's like, oh, and now and she's she having a baby. Oh, and a house. Oh, really? They, they're buying a house? January 10th. Oh, shit. I didn't know they were buying a house. They were buying his parents' house. No shit. Yep. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so now she's going to be a homeowner. A homeowner? A baby owner? The baby owner. The baby owner. A husband owner? (laughs) Well, guess who else is settling on a house? Who else? This is how we're going to segue into all this stuff. So, Who else is settling on a house? Crazy as Kanye West. Oh, Jesus Christ, Kanye. Bought a house across from Kim Kardashian. Oh. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you about. Mm. So remember when you were like, I don't get it. I don't get it about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. So I was watching this TikTok and apparently at one point in time, Steve or Pete Davidson has a huge dick. Apparently he is fantastic in bed. And these are Ariana Grande's words. And there was this girl who was like, you know, here's what happened. Kim K was hosting SNL and went into the wrong freaking dressing room and there was a little horse in there. No! So I think Pete Davidson is just super good in bed and that's how he is pulling these bitches. Yeah, but he has to pull them initially. He doesn't just go, hey girl. Funny guys are easy to, funny guys easily get laid. Well, I'm not saying that, but it's not like he goes, hey, Hey, look over here, and then flashes him with his big dick, and the girls are just like mesmerized, like, oh, let me He's come over there. He's probably funny and very charming, and that's how he segues into look how big my dick is. I'm telling you, he gets I big it. dick energy. I, I, he may, big dick he energy. may do all that, and I'm sure maybe, but I still think at the end he's one of those people that like. You know, like the initial lust and it's happy and it just gives you all this energy and all that stuff. Like when that runs out for him, he ends right. up being not a good time. He I is, think he's like a head case. He is that. wrapped up in all the red flags, but you know, bitches love red. They do. I know. I, I get it. I, I, I've i had them. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if they didn't have a red flag flying, you know, like coming at me, smacking me in the face, it was like, I don't want you. So Kanye West is being, <laughs> being passive aggressive. I don't know if that's what it is. Oh, I don't know. Definitely can't pass. I mean, maybe, aggressive. but I'm like, how are you going to be married to her all this time and then run off to like Wyoming. the outback of Wyoming and that's where you live? And now that you guys are getting divorced, you now you want to live over there, but you right. don't want to live there before, right? You want to be all up in her face. Yeah. So it says <laughs> when Kanye West is struck by inspiration, he te- oh, this is from the Dirt.com, by the way, from December 26, James McLean. Um, he tends to quickly follow through with action. Last month, while donating Thanksgiving meals to the L.A. Mission, West got on the horn for a surprise announcement to the local crowd, saying he planned to get his family back together and rekindle a relationship with his strange wife, Kim Kardashian. Now, mind you, he was also dating somebody else. He was yeah. with, like, Irina Shrek or something yeah. or whatever. And then that didn't work out. But I'm like, now all of a sudden, he, like, now she's dating somebody else. And he's like, oh, I need to move home. I need to get my wife back. But, like, while she was single, he was, like, fucking Irina Shrek. He was, like, out in Wyoming. 
Anyway, there so are anyway. red flags, and then there is Kanye flags. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of wondering if Pete Davidson the, is a little like a kid, like a Kanye flag no, at the end after the lust wears is, off. But I feel like Kanye is like day glow construction bright orange flags. <laughs> like fuck a red flag. Like we're taking this shit one step higher. <laughs> We're going past and that. they have some, it has reflectives on it, like yeah, so you can see that shit from a mile away in the dark. Mm. Well, it says the fashion mogul added that if he couldn't live in the house with his family, he would buy the home right next door to Kardashian. Turns out West wasn't just whistling Dixie. Jesus fucking Christ! I know, like who writes this shit? Okay, I do know <laughs> it was this fucking guy, James McLean. Come on, James McLean. No, he's already got a new James 50- McLean. It's a, oh, John McLean was diehard. Yeah. <laughs> Though he's already got a new fifty-seven point three million dollar Malibu mansion, about thirty minutes by car from Kardashian's vast Hidden Hills estate. And though she apparently has not wavered from wanting a divorce, West wishes to remain closer at hand. And so he's dropped another four and a half million on a relatively modest Hidden Hills estate, one that happens to lie directly across the street from the ex Kanye compound. From here, the 44-year-old will presumably be able to keep a watchful eye on Kardashian's doings. Astute real estate followers will know that the erstwhile pair spent years and untold millions building their massive Hidden Hills estate, which was featured in Architectural Digest last year. Back in October, Kardashian paid West $23 million to buy out his 50% stake in the multi-acre property. God, can you imagine? Sorry, I you know I inadvertently ate some M and M's today. I can't imagine, and now I my always, body's like you know. I always going imagine on me. having that much fucking money. Like what? I can't what even imagine. What would you do if your bank account wasn't blue? Well, red. Because <laughs> I know mine like, looks a little blue. I think this morning I woke up and I was like, "Oh wow, I only have fifty four dollars and seventy six cents left in there." I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to stop at the bank because I was only supposed to run over to drop off books today and I had to go put my Christmas money in the bank. Thank God I still got some. By the way, just off of this for one second, remember when you were little and you would get like a shitload of money? I remember one Christmas, I got like $600 for Christmas between everybody. We never did. We didn't do money for Christmas. Well, it was from like not my parents, but like my grandparents, aunts, uncles. They never did that. Nope. Oh my God, I had all this money. And now I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, now I'm older is when I need it. Like, you know, people will be like, oh, she'll be fine. But anyway, it says, by comparison to that enormous spread, West's new bachelor crash pad is a bonafide hovel. Built in 1955 and owned by the same non-famous family ever since, the single-story rancher is spacious but architecturally unremarkable with four bedrooms and two and a half bathrooms and about 3,600 square feet. Oh, man. He is just living in just, Swaller. just filth. Yeah, Swaller. Swaller. There's, I mean, my house is like 2,000 square feet to give you an idea. Like, he almost has like two of my house. Oh, poor Kanye. I know. So, there's there is only two and a half bathrooms. I know, four bedrooms, two and a half baths. Like, oh my God. Um, he paid 4.5 million. That's nonsense. There's also a wee guest studio with another bedroom and full bathroom, best suited for staff attached to the garage. The Equestrian Ranch spans just over a flat acre of land and also includes horse stables and some very dated interiors with wall-to-wall carpeting and a stinkly 80s bathroom or two. I mean, I just don't understand. He's, I mean, He's like, just, he's one of those people that thinks, in your face, I'll be there and then she'll realize how much she loves him. But then she's just going to fuck it up and move. She's got more money than God and way more money than him. So she's just going to be like, all right, you can play this game and she's going to sell her shit for deep, dirt fucking cheap. Because she can. 
and she's gonna fucking move somewhere else next door to Pete Davidson's mom in Staten Island. <laughs> she's cool. <laughs> Apparently, they've already met. I mean, she better not end up with Pete Davidson. I'm, so, you know, what? it's so funny. Like here I am acting like I know this woman. And that is absolutely insane and ridiculous. But anyway, I just thought that was pretty funny. Like, so he's like, all right, my wife doesn't want me back. I'm moving in across the motherfucking street. That's dedication. A little bit. All right. I have something. Okay. Also, a feel good, funny story. Well, not funny, but feel good. Okay. So we've heard a lot of stories about people that saved dogs and cats that ended up adopting them. Although two baby foxes adopted by a man seems to be an incredible story. But it's a real, but it's as real as breathing. Oh, <laughs> I mean that was something. We- that's weird. That was a weird. That's way. a that's a weird something. Who who wrote this? Hold on, luxury video news. That was weird. It was weird wording. Anyway, Patsy Gibbons is an animal lover from County Kilkenny, Ireland. He's very popular among the locals, and not only. Because he's a movie star star or something, but because of his two unusual friends, Granny and Minnie. Two foxes who follow him everywhere. Mr. Gibbons found the foxes a few years ago when they were just a couple of weeks old. The animals seemed abandoned, so the kind man decided to take them home and take care of them. Thanks to the Irishman's effort, the foxes made a full recovery. So when we are strong, they are strong enough, the Good Samaritan decided to release them back into the wild. Only the foxes had other plans. They refused to return back and adopted Patsy as their fur dad. Instead, their fur dad. And they have been inseparable ever since. I know, I now have people from all over the county. Um, hold on, Paco's texting me. I'm podcasting. Jeez, Paco. God, Paco. Jeez, it's Tuesday, Paco. <clears throat> anyway, it says, I know people from all over the county and indeed the UK asking me for advice on looking after foxes. The Irish, He told the Irish examiner, I'm no expert and I'm still learning from day by day, but I'm happy to advise as a lay, a lay person, like I guess layman's. Mm-hmm. Granny and Minnie are not the only animals Patsy is sharing his home with. His place is also home to 12 ducks, two dogs, two cats, and 28 hens. And according to Patsy, Patsy, they all get along very well. Look at these fucking foxes. Like, they're on his head as he's walking. Oh, my God. Like, they are not letting him go. (laughs) And that's the end of the fucking story, apparently. (laughs) And you're like, okay, the end. (laughs) And the end scene. This guy had some puff foxes. You know what? I have to just say real quick that, um, so everybody's sort of talking about the Sex and the City reboot, or reboot just like that. Cobra Kai's coming out in a couple days next Yeah, season. that's exciting. Well, that is exciting. Ow, ow, ow. Got the way I'm sitting. The Witcher is out, and so is the third season of You. Well, the You, I already saw that one. You watched the third season? I mean, that's not new, right? Yeah. Oh, the new, new one? The new, new one is I out. I saw the one where he kills his wife. Oh, well... Oh my god, did I just give it away? He kills a lot of people. No. The new new one is season three. Where Where he he, has a baby. Yes. 
Oh, shit. Okay, well, never mind. Well, he has to kill listen. his wife because that bitch was crazy anyway. Well, don't don't listen to what I just said. Don't anyway. listen. <laughs> it's been out for a while. Well, a couple people were really, like, sort of going to town on the Just Like That reboot. Like, they, they didn't like it. It was this. It was that. I actually kind of dig it, though. I think it still kind of feels like the same characters. And I was, you know, watching some of it today. The only thing I don't like is HBO Max, like, kind of, like, puts what is, out. What is Just Like That? The Sex and the City reboot. Oh. Of, like, yeah. the show. Like, the actual no series. Interest. I know. Well, for the people who do, they're, some of them were like, oh, they're, like, buying into this and, like, the gender neutral this and that and all that stuff. It's really, it's, I don't know. I, I actually kind of like it. So I that mean, anything's got to be better than that 90210 reboot. Oh, that was so bad. I tried. That was so bad. I think we got through three episodes and we were like, we can't do it. I'm oh, like, I could And remember, because I even said to you, I was like, oh, I can't do it. And you were like, mm. We got to get through it. No. No, Tori Spelling, stay the fuck, you know what, do what you do best. Do what you do best, and that's sit at home and pop out some motherfucking babies. I don't think she's having any more babies. Well, she's got like 700 of them, so it's probably the smart thing to do. Well, so, what oh my god, I'm sorry, I, I like went on my little thing and I had to like figure out where I'm at. Um, no news, mother flippers, saved. Okay, here we go. So I was trying to save stuff. That would make me happy. And <laughs> all right, so I got that one in there. Okay, this one cracks me the F up. All right. Okay. This doesn't actually just make me happy because I have some feel good stories in here too. Because so I was like, well, we should have probably did this as a Christmas episode. Maybe we'll be a little more ready next year and we'll have like, you know, it's Christmas season. Let's get into the season. Let's talk about some nice shit, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, instead, humbug. Mike the cop is like this famous guy, like, you know, he's on like the social media or whatever, and he's not a cop anymore, as far as I know, but he was. Yeah, well, Officer Andy that works at the DMV is sexy as fuck. Oh my god. Just just enough why. Andy, if you're listening, hey. Well, apparently the IRS has been hiding some of these jewels that no one really knew about, and now it's making its rounds. On social media, and it's I'm very fucking hilarious to to hear about these. And apparently, it's real. So if it's not real, that's one thing. But apparently, it's it's real because I was looking for people. Holy jammers! It's like a this like is a actually real up in this bitch. What's that mean? Oh, well, that we were hiding because the kids drink our son's juice boxes. And now and, Jamie's drinking it. And now you're drinking them. But um, I only have one. He has snack at school in first grade. So we send him with a snack and a juice box. And the older kids steal his shit. So we have to hide it in here. All right. This is actually real. It's publication 525 on the IRS.gov website. So it is absolutely real. The IRS says, if you steal shit, if you're selling drugs, you need to report that income, motherfuckers. I agree. You need to report that motherfucking income. I agree. Lainey, it is a juice pouch. I <laughs> know the dog is like begging her for food now. And it's my fault because every time I come over, I've got some something in my, I'm shoving trail mix in my face. I know, she's just because waiting for you to I drop something. Because I'm here and I'm fucking starving after work. Well, and I feel bad because it's always Taco Tuesday when you come because it's always right. Tuesday. And every day you got to come in here and smell tacos and you last don't week, eat. Last week, I got a taco. Like, yeah, you ended up having like, something. like, a taco. So, on the IRS website, it says illegal activities. And it says income from illegal activities, such as money from dealing illegal drugs, must be included in your income on Schedule 1, Form 1040, Line 8, or on Schedule C. I, before I incorporated, I was a Schedule C, which is like a 1099, uh-huh. or, or ten, you know what I mean, 1099 employee. <clears throat> it's basically like you're self-employed. 
So it says, or on your Schedule C, Form 1040, if from your self-employment activity. So if you're selling drugs and you're making money from it, the IRS wants the, their fucking share. I feel, I don't know how I feel about this, because part of me is like, fuck yeah, tax it and fucking all that. But another part of me is like, what, you're just going to end up legalizing it if people are paying taxes on it. Well, I'm just thinking, how are you supposed to write that exactly? Are you supposed Which to write great, that as illegal then, activity? Then possibly, like, drug dealing? <laughs> on, um, these Pimping are the, them hoes? Right, these are the days that I was um, selling my hoo-ha. Could you imagine? And then it says, and it goes even further. Stolen but then our income credit is like through the roof. <laughs> Just like get, the, get these kids out of my face. But then it says stolen property. This is, I mean, the drugs, the illegal drugs, did it for me to begin with. I was done then. But then the IRS was like, but wait, there's more. And there's another section. It's called stolen property, and it's still under the same thing. And it says, if you steal property, you must report its fair market value in your income in the year you steal it. Unless in the same year, you return it to its rightful owner. That's fucking... I am not fucking Like, kidding. how are they going to know, though? Like, like, I feel like this is... The IRS is putting it out there like, you're going to do this. What my What I'm thinking, and I'm not sure because I didn't go through all of these. What I'm thinking is that... It's a way for them to sort of double up on you. Right. So when you are convicted of drug dealing, if you're convicted of larceny and, you know, that kind of stuff, they can then get you for evading taxes. Oh, shit. Yeah, because, I mean, it's proven you're guilty. But when they do pay taxes, they'll be like, look, I pay taxes on that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if they pay taxes and they're like, you know, on, on the, okay, so just say the guy does it and he's like, okay, well, I'm on my Schedule C. I sell all the drugs and I pit my hose and I'm filling out a schedule C (laughs) and I pit my hose. Like, what do you say? Like, what do you write there? Like drug dealing, pimping hose. And then you write your estimated, you know, whatever. So it's like, you know, when, um, I don't know, like crystal is done hoeing for the evening and she gives you her share like, do you count them up? Like, does, you know what I mean? Like, right. tips? Can, can she claim that on her taxes? Yeah, and, like, every time you give someone, like, a fat stack of heroin or something, or whatever you fucking call the shit, because I don't fucking know, I don't do drugs, so don't come for me. Find <laughs> out a fat stack, it's a fat bag, right, or something no, like that. No, it's a brick. It's a fat brick. Thank God Jamie's here. She knows all about it. I know. Um, I'm, I'm your friendly neighborhood uh, drug, not, not user, uh, drug... Informer? Informer. <laughs> educator? Educator. Drug educator. Yes, because I remember there was a time when I was dating someone that was on drugs, and when I started telling you what they were doing, you were like, oh, they're on fucking drugs. Like, that's kind of what they do. And I was like, what? Like, you had to, like, literally educate me on drugs, because I was so fucking, like, I don't know. I just never had to deal with it. So, what I'm thinking is, when they go and give someone their heroin or their weed, they better and they get pay a receipt. them $20, do they give them a receipt? They better get a receipt. A receipt for their $20. And and is it a deduction? I, I No, I'm, I'm thinking, no, it's, it's, you're making the money, but it's a deduction for them. Like, is it, like, okay, I'm going to go buy weed, I just spent $40, do I get to take that off? Because I've spent the money and it's really, it's a, it's an enterprise. That is, IRS, you've done it. I am not kidding. This is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And the the thing goes, literally no one. And then the IRS, illegal activities, it's still a property. (laughs) That's what it goes up to. And I'm just like, ow, I can't believe that's actually on there. And thankfully, because when I'm first, I was like, I know if it was real. 
And I went into the comments and thank God for the comments. I always go for the comments because every right, time you I don't know. The, you can break your leg getting to the comments. Oh my God. Oh, I got another one too. There is another one. And actually it's funny because I wanted to do like nice things. Seriously? My boss is asking me if I'm ready. What the fuck? No, I'm ready. I'm fucking podcasting, woman. Um, she wants to send me pictures that I've been asking for all day long. Um, anyway. Oh, my dad just sent me a text message too. Okay. Today is one year. From the date of my mom's surgery, when she had her mastectomy, yes. and she's one year cancer free. Whoop, whoop. Yes, so I'm very, very excited about that. I know, I've gone to schedule my mammogram because I don't want your mom yelling at me. Yes, but anyway, so go ahead. You tell me what you have next, and I actually have something, and it falls in line with the whole thing in the comments. Well, we'll, we'll keep going with this, because yes. Jamie was violated on Facebook the other day. Jamie I mean, apparently, I violated... Fucking community oh. guidelines, which to be fair, it was complete violation. It was complete violation in 2016 when I originally posted it and I got a 24 hour ban. But all of a sudden, now the other day, they have repunished me for something that I did five years ago. Oh my God. But the meme was very disgusting. It was a girl, and she was wiping a bunch of semen off of her face. And <laughs> it said, post be like, wait a minute, let me get these kids out of my face. So it was disgusting. I'm just going to throw that out there. But <laughs> she probably got a really great, she's going to get a really great tax deduction for that. Um, it's probably on her income credit at this point. What, all the All them kids. All the semen that was on her all face. All them kids in her face. Oh, my Freaking but anyway, God. fucking Facebook was like, you did this in 2016, you naughty, naughty girl. Like, I feel like if Facebook is going to fucking violate me for stupid shit that was done five years ago, that I should at least get my hair pulled. Uh, look, a lot of people are saying that they're doing, they're getting those things. Right. I haven't gotten one yet, I guess, because I haven't put anything as salacious as you, because you do tend to just post whatever the hell you shit, want. Shit, that shit was funny. But that see, shit I would, was funny as hell. I know, but I would be nervous to post it because my family's on there. And, like, you've got, like, Paco's family and everything else. You and know you have, what? like, you give no shits. You just don't I care. I give zero fucks. And that shit was funny. And if it was funny disgusting. and I find it funny, and I'm sorry if you don't find it funny, like, it's my page. If you want to delete me, delete me. But I'm going to let y'all know how I feel. And oh, that, my God. And then you'll be funny. so sad when Paco's family is like, mm, we no, can't be friends with her no more. I don't think so. I think they, they pretty much figured out that I am not the same person when I'm around them that I am on fucking social media. <laughs> We're like, we see a very different version of Jamie his than Aunt the one Betty, we see. His Aunt Betty definitely knows. But she still loves me. She tells me I'm beautiful all the time yeah. and, and all that. So... Like, big props to Aunt Betty. Well, okay, so something came up on TikTok. Okay. And I had no idea that this even existed, but apparently there is a paternity court show. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But that, that fucking judge is so mean. She's so mean, but she is like, she was like, mm. And the guests they have on there, they're fucking ridiculous. Well, this one was really sad, right? <clears throat> so I'm watching just the clip it. Or the mm -hmm. clip it. The clip. Um, and I had to, like, dig further because I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? So, this woman and her ex-boyfriend come on paternity court. Okay. She swears he's not the father. He's like, it's got to be me. It's got to be me. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Well, she, it, she didn't start saying you're not the father until six months after the fact. 
Oh my god. So he showed up. I mean, well, he did cheat on her quite a few times. So this woman fucking hates his guts to begin with. So he was thinking the entire time, like, you're just mad trying to get back at me because I was kind of a piece of shit to you. And he admits it. He readily admits, I didn't do the right thing. I've grown up a lot, blah, blah, blah. But when, you know, I, I did do those things, I make no... You know, make no excuses. I didn't do right by her, but I, I've done right by my daughter. This man has was driving like 160 miles round trip to see his daughter every other weekend. Oh, which he thought was his daughter. Comes to find out, it's not his daughter. But in the meantime, he was there at the birth. He signed the birth certificate. This girl's got his last name, and he's been seeing her every other weekend and paying child support. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. So not only has she been saying from six months, it's not your daughter, but continues to take his child support, continues to let him see him every so other weekend. So what the judge do? So they finally get there, and he's like, "I need it to be my daughter. I love this daughter. Blah blah blah, all this stuff, right?" So she comes and she says, "You know, you're not the father." It's kind of like Maury. Well, then the fucking mother goes, "Yay!" all this stuff or whatever she fucking like unloads on this woman she's like what the hell like basically are you like woohooing for when the guy that did get you pregnant wants something to do with you or your daughter i'm like and then you got a man over here who wants to be with his daughter is not going to be with his daughter anymore so now the only father she's ever known is now not her father you know oh but now you get to be a single mother and you know that's something to be great about after you just you know did all these things you took this man's child support you did blah 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 to him I was like, oh my God, she lit the fuck into this woman. And I don't think she got it. And I think she's just one of those women that truly believe this child is hers to pawn with. Yeah. And it's disgusting. I saw something the other day where a mother on on TikTok, a mother drove up to a father's house and it was his weekend. And because he had his girlfriend there, she flipped a fucking script and went in and grabbed her son and was like, I want my son back, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, but we're not together. Why does it matter if I have a girlfriend? And the poor baby was so upset. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, dad. And the mother ended up taking the son. And I'm like, these women, bitter party of fucking one. Bitter baby mama. The one thing I can say I never truly was was a bitter baby mama. Yeah, me neither. I didn't Like, there was one time that I had to fight a girl. (laughs) I had to fight a girl. (laughs) I didn't really fight her. I just scared the bejesus out of her. Right. But mainly because she was encouraging my daughter to call her mom. Oh, right, 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 right. And I didn't like that too much. But other than that, like, I have never, ever said my daughter can't have the extra love. Right, exactly. And that is, like, that's important to me. Like, Katie called Allison on Christmas and was like, hey, Allie, I'm having a baby. And that woman is, like, Katie's mom. So now she's, she, the first thing she said was, I'm going to be a grandma. How's your mom doing? How is she taking it? And I was like, it's fine. So... I never was once was the person to be like, no, you can't have anybody else love my daughter. Yeah, exactly. Because right. that's not what normal thinking people do. But then you've got these bitter And then you, you don't have bitches. the itches. You got to remember, though, there's a lot of very, very dysfunctional people out there, some of which have personality disorders and everything else, and they don't know how to be healthy. So... They don't know how to have a healthy, normal and, and relationship. That's sad. that's sad for their kids. It is. It's very sad for their children. It's very sad for everybody that's, like, sort of involved. But, you know, there's a lot of people like that. And then, but, like, you see this woman and, 
she knowingly did the stuff that she had done. Right. And I didn't have that real issue either. You know, my ex-husband and I were very, very lucky to sort of get along. But we don't really talk anymore either. The thing is, though, this woman is going to go home and this baby's going to get on her nerves. And she's going to be like, you need to go see your dad. And that's when she's going to pick up the phone and be like, look. Well, I went back through the comments because, again... I love the comments. Social media, that's like what Straight from the Net is all about. It's like, you know, you find something on the internet, you go through the comments, you see what everybody has to say, and then they follow up things. And he actually had posted on his own TikTok that he has no more interaction with her. She took him. Like, <gasps> yeah, or she took the little girl away from him and all that stuff. So he has, and he has no more rights to her because it's not his child. Is he, she, but, does she have to give back that money? I don't know. It didn't fall up with that, but people were like, oh my like, God, she's he's more of a father than she's a mother. People were saying that I all over like the place. I feel like in the end, though, when that baby is old enough, she'll reach out to him. Well, people were saying they hope that she ends up seeing it or somebody that knows her will hold on to it somehow. Because who knows, like, what you're going to watch, like, how you're going to watch things. Fucking like, holograms. When they're there. I know. When you just think about it, when we were younger, like, we had, you know, VCR tapes. And then it went to, like, you know, the huge CDs. Remember Blu-ray? And now it's, yep. like, and now we're streaming, you know, like, you don't uh-huh. even look at CDs anymore or DVDs anymore. So it's, like, who knows what's going to happen, you know, when she's 18 years old. But people were saying that they hope so. But... You know, he just said no, and he was devastated, and it, it like, took oh, a while. Oh, that poor man. And he was completely devastated. It took a while, and she was just thrilled because he had done all this shit to him, or her, and, you know, basically. And that's kind of what it seemed like, because she didn't have no problem taking his money. And then... She probably the, thought it was owed to her because he cheated on her. Maybe, but I don't know. You see a lot of women that do shit like that, where, like, they're very big on, like, you owe me child support, I want child support, but then, like, when the tables are turned, like, they don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. it's like, they're all about, like, you know, you need to give me this, you need to give me that. And so he paid, like, $200 a month, so it wasn't a lot, but she said, you know, he's barely paying anything, and he's like, well, it was enough to get her clothes every month, it was enough to make sure she's fed. When I come and pick her up, you put her in sweatshirts and a sweatshirt, or a sweat, you know, like, sweat outfit, like, that's dirty and raggedy. And she almost said, because I don't want you keeping her clothes. And then she stopped. And it was, like, kind of noted. Like, because everybody who's ever been through anything crazy with an ex at any point in time over kids, like, you know, kind of has an idea. The clothes thing is always an issue. Yeah. I mean, even when we were younger, my kids, like, you know, with me and my ex, like, the kids had to be in, um, you know, school uniforms. And there would be, like, a time when, like, I would send the kids over there and they would always come back in regular clothes but not their school uniforms. So there was a point in time where I was like, you need to send their shit back. Like, now I'm getting pissed because I'm the one buying them. You're not buying them. Right. I mean, like, you know, they need to come back over here. Like, why am I getting stuff without clothes? You didn't even buy them. So there was, like, a couple hiccups, like, throughout the years. But for the most part, you know, for the most part, we got along very well. One kid didn't get over on the parent and the other, like, we were both very much like, no, you don't treat your dad like that. You don't treat your mom like that. It's just how it's going to be. Like, we were very good about that kind of stuff. But um, it got to the point, though, where I made them change out of their school clothes and go in a certain, certain clothes, and then they had to come home in them. And I was like, you need to come home in those clothes. Because I just got tired of the bullshit with the clothes. But then eventually, as they got older, it just, it didn't matter. Right. And eventually, it didn't matter. When they were kids and they were blowing through a lot of clothes, it it did. But she had said that. So she would put him in, put her daughter in raggedy-ass clothes. He'd then have to go buy her more clothes. And then she would keep the clothes he sent her home in and then send her back in the raggedy-ass clothes. Yeah, that's petty. She was just a fucking cunt. And I was like, God, why are you like that? Meanwhile, here is my ex, who isn't even Katie's dad, who is over the fucking moon to be a grandfather. Oh, I know. He wants to be called fucking Gramps. 
And that is a good one for him because it's almost like Grumps. Right. And that would be great he for him. Like, is like is so excited. He was like, Where are we gonna have the baby shower? Like Oh my god, really? You're like, like I don't know. He is fucking stoked. Like, and I think it's fantastic. And apparently she told Kevin, her bio dad, who call I call him sperm donor. And he was so happy that he cried. Really? Because he's going to be a first-time pup-up, too. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know how that... That's just crazy. I don't even know. Yeah. I, oh, I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. Because I think, like I told you, like, when I'm... It's my turn to be a grandma, I want to be a Gigi. Yes. But I don't know. I'm kind of like Carrie, maybe, where it's like once I'm like, you know, grandma, it's fine. But when I was growing up, I was very, very lucky to have all of my grandparents. Katie was too. I had a lot of grandparents. So you know how we had to do them? We had to separate them by their animals. Um, so it would be like, mama, well, now it's Mama and Pup up in Florida. It used to be Mama and Pup with Patches. So they used to have a dog named Patches. But now it's Mama and Pup up in Florida. And then my dad's mom was just, um, God, I forget what her dance dog, her dog was, but it was like Mum Rosso with blah, blah, blah. And then, you know what I mean? And then we just did all that kind of stuff. But I had great grandmoms and that all of them were Mum. So we had like, you would be at family functions when everybody was there and you'd say Mum and everybody would turn around, including like my great grandmother. Yeah. So it's, it's very, yeah, like, Katie, it was very funny. Katie growing up has my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. She's lucky enough still to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, she has Kevin's mom and Kevin's dad. Mm-hmm. Kevin's dad's wife, um, Kevin's mom's husband who passed away, but she had him. Mm-hmm. Um, she had my mom, my grandmother, my grandfather, and she had her great grandmother Marie. Oh wow! So she had like nine grandparents at one time. Yeah, that's a lot of grandparents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I know my parents were divorced. Or my mom's parents were divorced and remarried. So she had two sets just from that. And then my dad had his mother still alive. And then it was my great-grandmother was still alive. You know, it just was a lot, a lot of people. But I don't know. These kids these days, I don't know. Like, when they're still lucky, when you had these kids all early, they have all these grandmoms. So I don't know. I'm kind of wondering. But in terms of that woman, I just thought it was so shitty. But it was like, it's going viral on TikTok. Like, the judge just, like, unloaded on her. And and as she should have. Because these bitches use these kids as fucking chess pieces. And it's so wrong, man. It's so wrong. It it really bothers me. Like, when I see it, like, happening Mm -hmm. in my, like, circle or on Mm -hmm. my Facebook page where, like, well, he... And I know both of them, and I know who they are. I'm like, you know what? You're being a real clunk right now. Like, you're being a Twatosaurus Rex, and maybe you should simmer the fuck down. Right. Because you're angry because you're not with him anymore. And that's 90% of the problem. The problem is these women are so bitter, not because they're not with this man, Mm -hmm. but because this man moved on. Mm. And there's a lot of guys out there are the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't want to be with you, but I don't want anybody else with you either. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, don't bring them babies around my kid. Or don't bring those men around my babies or something. No, that's not how it works. Eventually, they're going to find somebody new. Mm-hmm. And that's somebody Just like new, you will. Just like you will. Yeah. And if you were truly happy with the person you're with, then it doesn't matter what that other person is doing. Mm-hmm. Like that's I mean, as long as they're being thing, good to your children. Right, as long as they're being good to your kids, that is the furthest thing from your mind. I could give zero fucks in this world from the time Katie was like six years old on as to what Kevin was fucking doing. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, by the time Katie was two on, I don't care what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you're putting your dick in. I really yeah. don't. 
Like, you mean it that little to me. Mm-hmm. And that's terrible, because I have his child. Like, mm-hmm. I bore his fruit. I bore his fruit. <laughs> I bore his fruit. And I literally, like, if I never saw him and never had to speak to him again, it would not bother me in the fucking least. Mm. And we're about to be grandparents together, so that should be fun. <laughs> well, it's not like you're going to see him. Well, he'll be at, like, birthday parties and stuff because Katie already said, I'm not doing two different birthday parties. I'm not doing that. Like, we're going to have a birthday party. You can come and be fucking civil with my mom or you don't have to come. Uh, gotcha. Because it's not me. Like, I'm very nice to him. Remember, I even got him a job doing Kathy's carpet. Yeah. Like, I'm very nice to him. Mm-hmm. It's the way he, he just, he's hates me and that's fine, but... She's like, I'm not doing two different birthday parties. I'm not I'm not doing two different, you know, things for my kid. Yeah. You're going to show up at the same place. We're going to celebrate together as a family or you, you don't have to come. Right. No, I get it. The baby shower, I know for a fact the baby shower is going to be me and my side of the family and Ron. And Kevin's family will have their own baby shower. Mm. Even though... Kevin's mom and I are still very close, and I still speak to her, and I still mm-hmm. speak to his sister, and his kids, her, his sister's kids still call me Aunt Jamie. Oh, wow. So they are more than welcome to come to mine, mm-hmm. but they'll have their own. Well, as long as it works itself out right, I still can't believe you're going to grant grandmom. But no, no, he, what do you got? We got time for one more. Um, I really don't have anything else because I was not prepared. Well, do you want me to do a feel-good one? Do a feel-good Okay, because I do have, I was keeping them, like I said, because I was hoping. Because I do have one, but it's good, It's going to be a long one, and we'll wait till next week to do Interpol's 21 Most Wanted um, Americans. I think I'm going to go through it and pick out the good ones. All right, well, then I'm going to end on a really nice one. So. Let's end the year on something nice. On something nice. And then we'll get into, like, top wanted people. Um. So I'm in this, the Audi Isle of Shame community. I just, it's called the AOS. And this woman posted something the other day and she says, I'm a store manager for Audi in Southern California. And yesterday, the most beautiful couple inside and out purchased $500 in gift cards from me to pay for customers' groceries after them, or I'm sorry, pay for customers' groceries after them. And they had written a note explaining what it was for and what they did not want was to be make a huge scene and they wanted to stay anonymous that whole thing says what this couple did for so many customers they will never know the overwhelming gratitude to your speechlessness from so many customers it was a wonderful thing to say or to see so there was like so many people that they just randomly passed them out to people and paid for their groceries so they probably just swiped them as they were going through like could you imagine like going through there and getting christmas dinner and thinking this is gonna fucking break me and then somebody just wipes away a gift card and says, Merry Christmas from a perfect fucking stranger. Like, I would have broke down in the middle of a fucking Oh, absolutely. I cry over everything. I know you would have. Oh, God, I cry over everything. You'd have cried. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would have. I would have, like, lost my entire shit. And I feel bad because, you know, usually at Christmas time, I'm very, come on in. You were just, like, we were almost done. We were in the home stretch. Damn it. I, she just can't stay in, it's in and out, in and out, in and out, in and so, out, in you know, and out. Usually I do the toys for tots and I, and I do a bunch of stuff for Christmas and for the past two years I haven't done that. What are you doing? I don't know. She's staring at you like, are you going to do something? Are you going to pet me? Are you going to touch um, me? What's happening? And I haven't been able to do that. So I'm hoping that next year things have settled down with COVID and things like that and I'll be able 
to at least do a little something for my community because I think that's a lot of why I haven't been in the Christmas spirit Mm. because I usually am so busy. I'm like, you know, a little elf running around doing Christmas miracles. Not the past two years. No, I didn't have it this year. It was very weird. I mean, we had like, oh, well, actually my two ended up, well, Christopher and Jonathan came with me down to my aunt's like we normally do. And we went with all the kids this year, which was great. So we all got to go down there together. But then on the way home, Christopher and Jonathan were going to go to their dad's because they wanted to be over there last night. And then they wanted to spend the day. So it was backwards. It was like we had his kids in the morning and they went to their moms in the afternoon. And then my kids were with their dad. And then we had our, you know, it's just, it kind of sucked. I wish they all could have been together at the same time. But anyway, they went, we turned one way when we left, we left my aunts and my son went another way and he ended up blowing his tire out on Christmas Eve. Oh no. So on Christmas Eve, they had to get like a toe and bring it home and all this stuff. And it was, <laughs> the only saving grace was it only took about two hours, you know, start to finish. Because at first they were like trying to figure out they could like patch the tire, all that kind of stuff. And then they called He doesn't called have a spare? No, he opens up his trunk and there was no fucking spare in it. So we were like, well, son of a bitch, there was nothing in it. So... Not in the boot? Nothing? Nothing. So he was like, what the fuck? So he's like got a call, you know, into his old work. My This is my oldest son where he used this to work. fucking delicious. He liked it. So he'd be like, hey, what the hell? Like, you're supposed to have a spare in here and like, you know, equipment for me to do it. There's nothing here. So anyway, it took only about two hours. And then the guy tows the, you know, thing all the way here because he was in Townsend, like when this happened. So he was pretty far away from here. And the guy brings it all the way home on Christmas Eve. It's like 11 o'clock at night when they finally drop the thing off. And I tell Christopher, I'm like, you need to tip that guy. Like, do you have cash? Because I didn't have any cash on me. Right. And then I'm like, I knew my husband had some because we got a little bit of Christmas money from my grandparents or whatever. So I was just trying to figure it out. And he was like, oh, I got it. And I was like, well, do you have like a hundred bucks on you? Because it's Christmas Eve. Like, give him a good one. You know what I mean? And he was like, mom, I got this. I've got money. So I, I'd still forget what it was. But Christmas Eve turned out to be like, it was nice because we got to be with family. Then that happened. And then I don't know. It just... It just, it wasn't the same for me this year. I don't know. I, I think I'm dealing with a little bit of depression. I don't know what's going on. Well, like, I want to get a little a better, but. Year. You know what, though? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because I think I was talking to some people and I'm like, how do you get through? Like, you know, when you look around at other people, they're living their life and it's like, how do they just feel fine, feel normal? Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a weird thing. Like, when you look at people, they don't have the anxiety. They don't have the same problems. What it must feel like to be in their body and have not What's have anxiety. What's it feel like to be one of God's favorites? I know, right? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, with my anxiety, you get like the intrusive thoughts, you know, that tell you all kinds of bad things all day, which are like terrifying because you're like, where the fuck's that coming from? It's kind of like evil. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Your body like just goes against you. I think I'm going through like a midlife crisis. Might be. I mean, we it are, must be. We are midlifers. I know. I remember last time you're like, we're not even on the wrong side of 45 yet. Yeah, well. But I mean, I am looking forward to next year. I am looking forward to, like, you know, moving on and, you know, because I'm starting to feel I'm a little better. I'm quitting smoking on New Year's. Are you? New Year's Day is going to be I, your day? I want to quit smoking because I don't want to be a smoker when my grandbaby gets here. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to quit smoking. Okay. That's exciting. Um, yeah, that's my big plans. That's it. Well, next time we come back, we'll have to think of, like, what are some resolutions that maybe we have. So maybe that'll be our yeah, little bit of it. homework. That's, that's it for it's, you? It's no it. other ones? It's not even a resolution. I'm just doing it. Well, I want to do like a whole, like, I want to do my vision board. So I'm going to do that you with my daughter. You vision the fuck out of it. 
Yeah, because I'm being that good. I am going to be the same fucking ball of fucking sunshine that I have been my whole entire life. (laughs) And you guys are fucking welcome for it. (laughs) Well, take us home, Jamie. (laughs) If you guys have recently been, um, what's the violating of any type of social media guidelines, write us in and let us know why. Because I am curious. Was it a post from recent or was it a post from when Jesus roamed the earth and they're just now catching up to it? <laughs> um, you can write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can also find me and Danielle both on TikTok. You can find us on the Facebook. You can find us on other things, but we're not there. Like every once in a while, Danielle <laughs> throws some shit on fucking Instagram. But for the most part, it's just Facebook and TikTok. Um... Well, I post our episodes on Instagram. And she posts the episodes, so listen up. Listen but that's kind of it. Tell like, your friend. That's I let it. them know that it's on there, but that's that's about it. You can also find us um, on all your major podcast platforms. But we have something that not every pla- podcast has. What do we have, Danielle? We have a radio show on New York Daytime Radio. That is right. Somebody thought that was a great idea. You can find us every Friday at 10 a.m. on the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio. If you missed that episode, that's okay because they replay us on Saturdays at 7. And if you missed that, that's okay too because we're going to upload this show to our mother platform, which is SoundCloud. And then it shoots out to where all you can listen to, like where all your favorite podcaster are listening to. Um, Trying to think. What else is there? trying to think if there's anything new coming for this year and i can't remember at the moment but um if you are out of the area for the wmld you can get that on all the major app stores so anyway um or you could say alexa play the wmld that's simple all right so in the meantime we will see you next week everybody have a good one happy Happy new New Year! year